Hey, organized and productive community and listeners, welcome to the third installment of our three-part series of Getting and Staying Organized, the difference between the two, and tips on how to tackle the hurdles that you find yourself in when you're trying to get organized and stay organized. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Here we go. Last of the three-part installment here. Today, we are talking all about staying organized. If you are new to the podcast and this is the first episode you are joining us for, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Just know that this particular episode does come with two episodes before it, so it'll all make sense if you start with the getting organized versus staying organized episode, which introduces the difference between the two, and then we started with getting organized, and now we're going into staying organized, going deep into tips on how to get through the common pitfalls and challenges when it comes to staying organized, what does it mean when you're trying to stay organized, and how to set yourself up for success. Okay, so here's the quick rundown for today's episode. First, we'll just talk about why it's important for you to define staying organized, why it's important for us to talk about it and separate it from saying getting organized. And then we'll dive into some of the tips that I have for you when you come across some of these pitfalls, challenges, hurdles, when you're trying to stay organized. Um, if Again, if you're new to this episode or to the podcast in general, We try to give you kind of a rundown, a table of contents, so you know what to expect from our solo episodes and in very typical organized and planned out fashion, which we are, we like to kind of give you like a rundown in the goal of what the episode is all about. So that's what we're talking about. Let's get to the, what does it mean to stay organized? When you're trying to stay organized, it means that it's a long lasting effect with a highlight on staying, right? Like staying, the momentum keeps going. It will be long lasting. Hopefully that is the goal of it. Whereas when you're saying I'm trying to get organized, it means you're just trying to tackle a project. It's very like short term, temporary, uh, and or it's setting you up to stay organized. So it's like setting up all the systems. It's getting you through that first hurdle, um, decluttering, not the ongoing decluttering, but like that one big project where, where people say like, I'm just trying to declutter that usually will be in the getting organized camp and staying organized is the maintenance of the decluttering. It's the every day, maybe doing a check-in, making sure that you go through, like if it's mail, let's say like paper mail, it's the going through your mail as it comes into your house. It's those moments and the momentum that you're doing every day meaning also also known as habits, right? You're creating habits so that your long-lasting organized journey, it's almost like second nature. And that is the difference between um, getting and staying organized, but with the focus of like the staying organized means there's more feeling involved as well because it has to feel good. It has to feel natural in order to become a habit. Getting organized and staying organized both, it does require a skill. It's something that you need to practice ongoing. So when you're, you know, you're trying to just be an organized person, like not not overly complicated, you're not trying to be a minimalist, you're not trying to be a, you know, super perfect, everything's 
clean and beautiful and tidy all the time. You're just trying to be a little more organized, right? And just long term, keep the momentum going. Well, it needs to feel like it's part of who you are. Because if not, then you'll always resist it. You will always feel like it's a chore, um, like the chore that you don't want to do. And so in your psyche, you will then avoid it, you will procrastinate, you won't, it won't become part of who you are. Um, James Clear talks about this in his book, Atomic Habits, so does BJ Fogg in his book, Tiny Habits, uh, where you're just kind of like habit stacking, meaning like you're just building on what already naturally is part of who you are in, in the way that you live and the way that you are. So we really try to practice that in the staying organized sector and silo. So some of the tips that I have for you on how to find success when you're finally at a point where you're ready to create good habits and make staying organized part of who you are. The first is document when things are working, also when they're not. Um, I think as just in general, we're, we, we tend to focus, of course, on the negative, on the bad, on the, um, the parts where you get, you know, more defensive and that is, that's just psychologically how we're built as well, you know, to avoid and to look out for any, any of the dangers that are out there. So we tend to just kind of worry about what's not working, but I would encourage you to also be conscientious about documenting what is working as well, because that will also allow you to create small wins and giving you that, that happy emotion um, that comes with associating with organizing. And I'll give you an example. Okay, so let me just give you more specifics. One example is if you are always late, and I always give this this example on our social media platforms and stuff because this seems to be like a really hot topic for people where at the last minute they're trying to find their keys, they're trying to find their wallets, and then they end up late, being late, habitually, not just once in a while because, you know, life happens and sometimes you just forget where you left something. I'm talking more every single time you're late by like, a, you know, a good amount, like good amount of time, an hour or two, or uh, and it's just habitual. It's all always happening because you can't find something. So in this example, it would be find making sure that you're figuring out like where where do you normally drop off the keys, the wallet, the bag? What is like what is it the what's the first thing that you're always doing and paying attention what is working. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong where you're leaving it behind. If it's on the floor, it's on the you know left-hand side all the time. It just means that that is naturally how you are built. Be maybe you're left-handed, right-handed. Maybe you're injured. Maybe uh, you know the way that your house is built and your space is built. That is just that is naturally where you leave your keys and wallet behind, right? And then afterwards, you're trying to pick it up, and then when you're trying to quote unquote, clean up when you're ready to leave. Now you can't find it because wherever you are cleaning up and wherever like you're picking their stuff and putting it to clean up is not natural for you. So in this example, it's documenting, well, where do I naturally leave things behind? And where do I naturally first go to when I'm looking for something? In the organizing space, the entire purpose of getting and staying more organized is for you to find things easily and efficiently when you need something. 
it doesn't mean that things have to be perfect and clean. Like that's a, that's a that's a different layer. That means that you you know you want to be like a better decorator, or maybe you're just want to be more clean. Those are very different concepts. The concept of organizing and the success in organizing means that you are able to find what you need when you need it, effectively, efficiently. Okay, both. So therefore, pay attention to what's working and what's not, both the good and the bad, and take note of that and start documenting it and start doing more of what naturally feels good. So we talked about feelings earlier. In the staying organized silo side, there is way more feeling here. It's got to feel good. I mentioned it earlier where if it doesn't feel good, you will resist it all the time. Um, you're not trying to win competition here, okay? We're not trying to, um, you know, pain is no pain, no gain. Like that, this is not that type of habit forming. You're not trying to go out and compete with others. You are really not, I mean, you're competing with yourself in some way, but not, not even competing. You're just trying to make your life easier. So those types of quotes and mentality of no pain, no gain, or go for it will only make it harder for you because now you're just, you're almost like contradicting yourself, right? Because you're you're trying to force something that is not. When it, right in front of you, you have a natural flow of how you are and how you do things. So why would you want to resist that in such a hard way? Now, there is an element here in like a very, you know, bold letters, italic letters section that I want you to pay attention to. If you are trying to create new habits, meaning the ones that you are, you know, the, the motion and the, the actions of organizing that you're doing right now don't work for you, you don't like it, and you're trying to create new habits, then that is habit forming and that is a very different type of conversation we will have in another episode about habits. Okay, so that's kind of that that tip right there. Be aware that this needs to feel good in some way. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to flow with your life. Uh, and by feeling good, by the way, it doesn't mean that it, um, it's always going to be happy and good and fulfilling. It just means that it needs to feel good for the flow of how you, how you naturally live your life. I mentioned the two books earlier that are good books to um, to dive into, and that's James Clear's Atomic Habits, if you have not read that one, and B.J. Fogg's Tiny Habits, which talks all about um, how to create good habits and using your natural flow. They both study this topic very much, so they would be great resources for you if you're trying to change a habit and or if you're just trying to enhance on a natural habit that already works for you. Okay, so some of the common pitfalls and challenges that are under staying organized where people get stuck is that they don't have enough patience. <laughs> um, they're trying to hurry, hurry it all up. Like they're trying, they, you, you know, if I'm talking to you directly here, you're trying to change something very quickly that that you you haven't even tried yet. Uh, so patient is going, patience is going to be a big winning factor here like it's going to be it's going to it's going to do you good in the long run giving yourself some grace being kind to yourself making sure that you are encouraging your own self um with hey you're doing a good job like this feels right let's give it let's give it a fair try this is really important when you're trying something new that you haven't before. Um, you know, planners like some of you use planners whether digital or physical planners to get more organized. 
you found the planner you like, and then now you're using it to stay organized long term, but you don't use it long enough to give it a fair try. So be patient with what you're incorporating and what you're doing in your staying organized journey, and then document what is working and what is not, and then change it as needed. The last tip here is one of the most important ones. I, I'm hoping you made it to, to this part of the podcast because it's defining where you're going to stop. Because when you don't have a clear goal of what you're trying to achieve as you're trying to stay organized, there will be this continuous hamster wheel frustration that will happen. Because you don't have a defined moment of what it means to stay organized. What is organization to you in in your household and in your space? I see so many people getting so frustrated and on this like anxious, always feeling like they're never doing good enough work in their household to stay organized. That they're always trying to declutter, like always on this like really high alert of, I don't need this, or everything feels messy. Have a very clear definition of what staying organized means to you. And this is where there is no hot tip. There is no, you know, quick answer for what that will look like to you. Uh, Everyone's different. My mess, my staying organized journey is going to look very different than my neighbors. And for anybody that's listening, you all all will have a very different definition. You all have different spaces. Some of you have more apartment style. Others will have a house that has five stories or a basement and big and a yard. And some of you won't. Uh, So finding what staying organized is for you is going to be really important because I don't want to see you in this hamster wheel of feeling like it's never good enough. I'll give you one more example here of how this comes into real life, like how this comes into play in real life. It's when people are constantly cleaning, like, you know, the mops and the dusting and the cleaning, the vacuum cleaner, cleaning, thinking that that's organizing. And that's not. They're two very different actions. And when we come in to a client's house, sometimes they'll say, like, I'm on this schedule and I have a cleaning crew and I'm always cleaning and just feels overwhelming no matter what I do. And what usually is happening is that there was no goal. Like one example I I have is a current client that we have going on right now that they're just in this constant always tidying up, but because they don't have a home, like there's no home for things, like there's no place where things will go naturally, will go back then it just always feels like they're putting stuff away and it just never feels right to them. It never looks right to them. It doesn't feel um, or look visually appealing because everything just, yeah, it gets put away, but it doesn't have a home. It just put gets put away wherever there's open space. And that, of course, will create visual clutter because there's no consistency to the system that they have. And then also overwhelmed because uh, mom will do, you know, will put away the coats in this one closet and then, but the kids will put it out in another one and then the husband and then the family and then they have family come over and they will find their own place. So everyone has a different spot as to where they're putting things and that is, the feels overwhelming. So when you don't have like that clear goal of, okay, you know what, it's for me 
feel staying organized means that they're you know play, things go back in in this one area like this is the home for it when I when I can find it easily that's where it makes sense to me um, and so that's those are the types of examples that I'm talking about where you know you and your household should have some kind of definition of what staying organized means so that you're not always frantically looking for things and it just doesn't feel like you're always in this hamster wheel of never ending tidying up and cleaning and where where you should technically be organizing not just like sweeping it under the rug, literally and figuratively. Okay, well I hope that this series, this three-part concept series was helpful to you and that it gives you more of a relief uh, that maybe this frustration that you've been having, it means that it's because what you were really trying to do is you were trying to just tackle a project, not overcomplicate life, that you're not trying to all of a sudden be, you know, create new habits that what you really were doing is that you were trying to just stay organized. And or maybe on the opposite side of that is that you know what, every time you are, you're you're great at staying organized or getting organized. You have the bins, you have the system. But it doesn't feel like it's sustainable. So that maybe your journey is the staying organized journey that you're looking for solutions on that um, and hopefully this will also help you articulate what you're looking for to a professional if you're working for someone with someone a professional organizer maybe a designer maybe a general contractor your spouse your partner your friend uh, and so that you can tell the difference between the two and relieve some of that frustration that you may be having all right well that's it for today until next time happy organizing Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing. Happy organizing.